Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> I am Reek. I'm Reek, and how are you? And are you hydrated? Let's get right down to it, man. Do you have some fucking water in your hand? Do you have some fucking water in your lap? Do you have some fucking water in your cup? What are you doing? At this point in time, you're just disrespecting my program in its entirety. There's absolutely no reason for you to be listening to me unless you have some water. All right? Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get your ass up because you're probably at work. Go to the goddamn water cooler, put some water in the fucking cup, and come back and you listen to me, goddammit, because I have some things to say. First and foremost, uh, let's just do a brief overview of my week. And when I say brief, I'm super lying to you because how my life is going is going to be the bulk of this fucking episode. (laughs) So let's start with Thursday. You know, it was regular Thursday. I was doing my one-two, getting my coins the way I get my coins. After of which, I connected with my homegirl, Janelle. And Janelle is someone that I've always been somewhat friends with, but I, I want to say our friendship blossomed uh, as we got later into our 20s to real to where I really feel close to this woman uh, in ways that I feel close to very few women that I consider friends like that. And I mean, like when I'm when I'm 35, I'm about to I'll say when I'm 30, but I'm about to be 30 in like two months when I'm 35, Janelle will be there when I'm 40, Janelle will be there when I'm 50, Janelle will be there. And I mean, and there's very few women, very few women that I see myself still speaking to when I'm 50 years old. Probably my homegirl Tatiana, um, Malika, uh, Dodge. I'm definitely going to speak to Dodge. And after that, oh, Chrissy, because that's the godmother uh, to my goddaughter. Um, that's the godmother. That's the mother to my goddaughter. Then after that, it starts to get a little, a little grim. Now, I mean, I don't know. Now, I'm cool with a whole bunch of women. Now, I mean, I'm cool. Uh, I want to say like a, a step past cordial to where I would legitimately go and hang out at their crib and not try to beat or nothing like that. But they haven't been war tested. Everybody who I've spoken to and everybody who I've been speaking with in regards to having a female friendship, um, they're not battle tested. Now, I mean, I haven't known them for years. I've known Dodge for years. I've known Chrissy for years. I've known... Janelle for years. I've known Malika for years. I've known Tot for years. Um, after that, yeah, I want. I'm really want to make sure I'm not leaving anybody out. Yeah, after that, it just starts to get grim. I'm not saying that I'm not open to having more female friends, but they just haven't blossomed to where I would be like, nah, that's legitimately my friend. Now, when I see them, I'm always happy to see people, especially if I've known you for a certain amount of time. But yeah, man. So I say that to say that I'm with Janelle and we're having some drinks, just me and her. And it's just crazy that at this point in time, I don't really hang out with a lot of younger people. And when I mean younger, I want to say like five years younger than me and down. And um, it just appears to that everybody's on this path of not giving a fuck about their job or everybody is getting laid off. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm having these drinks with Janelle. And speaking to her, whatever have you, I haven't seen her um, in upwards of like a month and change. 
I'm like, yo, what's going on with you? How's everything? How's homeboy? How's whatever, whatever? She's like, yeah, you know, just for the most part, I've just been in the crib. I'm like, why the fuck you been in the crib? She's like, yeah, I've been laid off my job for like a month. I'm like, what? Laid off? And she's an accountant. So from the outside looking in, I thought being an accountant was a surefire way to always have employment. Niggas, like niggas like me, I don't know how to mix money and to match money and to do the this with that and that and the this and the stupid dip do that all that type of other shit. I failed accounting in fucking college. So I'm like, I right, if one of these niggas really can understand this shit, you always should be in the game. But she wasn't fired, she was laid off because I believe her department dissolved or they couldn't afford her position. Some shit like that. So she's saying to me, like, yo, I really want to get this juice business off the ground. And Janelle, like me, is in a fire bag to where she's single with no kids and no job. So she has like a lot of time. And we're literally like the same exact age. So she's talking about like getting this juice shit off the ground. And that just had to tell me about like the process of trying to get some money. So she went to the investor and she told me that she tried to get $70,000 from the investor and she would deny the loan. She was like, yo, I don't know what I have to do. I tried to get a storefront at a neighboring town next to us. And it's just really not happening right now. Maybe I was thinking about getting a juice truck. And two things popped into my mind. One, health is really at an all-time high as far as people deeming it as profitable. I never heard of a juice truck before like five years ago. Like the concentration, the concentration on just nutrition was not around when we were 20 there's I, I, I never heard of no fucking juice bar and juices for life with angela yee and uh caribbean juice and badman juice and you know what i mean because you know the jamaicans had to get a piece of the pie i don't know about none of this shit now i fucking if you follow me on ig whatever i fuck with the smoothies heavy and she's trying to um she's trying to see what's going on with that and just seeing everybody does not have a career or really not strive to have a career and want to do something that they want to do by their own means. Because Janelle is wild in debt over this shit. She got her master's in it. Uh, she's taking all types of expensive tests. So she, she her weight can be up as far as being an accountant is concerned. But she's been telling me for years, like, yo, I just, I don't like it. Like, this isn't, this isn't for me. And that's the same way I feel with working. Is when you have to really sit down and say to yourself, what am I going to do? Like even right now, I found out today that uh, my unemployment ran out today. Like my severance dissolved, my employment ran out literally today. So now I'm like, God damn it. That little extra young moolah baby was helping the God out in ways that I can't even express to you. And now this shit is looking grimming togging. You know what I mean? Looking a little grimmington. You know what I mean? What's the boy going to do? How am I going to afford all these luxury do-rags without that quick four-double that used to throw your boy every week? You dig? You dig me? Now I got to get... Now I got to hit the turf. Uh, the worst thing about it is now I got to really hit the turf during Christmas season. So I wish... I haven't worked since, what, May? Maybe if I... Started to file for employment in like July, some shit like that. I should have mapped it out better to where I could have had six solid months of getting this $400 a week plus the other money that I'm making from things that I'm not going to express to you. And in conjunction, I could have had a Liddy Committee Christmas. But no, life doesn't ever happen that way. So 
you live and you learn. So after that, you know, I went home, uh, refueled Friday, I woke up and then I'm like, all right, today I'm going to this being last Friday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to celebrate my man's birthday. I hate clubs. I really do. I despise clubs. Clubs aren't fun. Clubs aren't lit. Um, I'm going to even tell you about my last two club experiences. Uh, I was in Amadeus in Queens. And prior to Amadeus, I believe I was in Taj. Katra. There we go. I was in Katra. These are two clubs that are in the New York area. So if you're not from New York or if you're from upstate and you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, Amadeus is in Queens and the club called Katra is um in manhattan first i'll start with amadeus so we go up in there me uh one of my homies i mean i even bought like a smooth little sweater you know what i mean so i can look distinguished on these bitches when i popped up in the scene and all that and as i'm in there it's automatically it automatically occurs to me what type of night it's gonna be the, the tone's already been set uh they're like this weird shit to where the vip line is on one side of the club the regular admission line is on the other side of the club but they don't tell you which line is which until you get to the front so 45 minutes of my time was fucking wasted just waiting online luckily i had a warm sweater on so i wasn't freezing or nothing like that then i get into the spot they're charging um 60 to get in i already went to the eventbrite the eventbrite is 25 dollars. i already bought my ticket i right, boom i'm in the scene i'm walking around i'm looking at what's going on i'm looking at the women i'm looking at the men i'm looking at the bartenders i'm looking at the structure i'm seeing what's happening as it's happening while it's happening in hat and fashion and as i'm doing such it becomes abundantly clear that if you don't have a section you're not going to catch no love in this place now my man did a social experiment. Experiment. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know who he's next to and he's listening to this. And I'm not going to blow you up because that's just the code that I live by. So one of the homies, a close homie of mine, we in the Spiznai, and he's like, yo, bro, try to talk like three bitches, my nigga. None of these bitches in here is giving the love. I hate clubs like this. So when I talked to bitch number four, went over to my man. I was like, yo, my man, let me see that bottle. That bottle of henna key. Now I mean, after he procured said bottle of henna key, he walked to bitch number four, and bitch number four gave him the rhythm. Clubs like this, to where your worth is centered around what you're surrounding yourself with, is a little misleading, and that shit is whack as hell. And what I mean by that is, there's certain clubs. I'm pretty sure at this point in time that all of you have been to a club like this, to where you're pretty much wasting your time if you don't have a section. Now, you might be asking yourself, hey, you went there to celebrate your man's birthday. Usually when niggas celebrate birthdays, they get a section. Why didn't you and your broke friends get a section? And I'll rebuttal with this. It was my fucking birthday. I didn't make the plans. As this was all happening and as everything was unraveling, I was asking my other man. I was like, yo, bro, what's going on with it? What is niggas doing? Do niggas need chicken for the section? What we do? What's going on? He's like, nah, nah, nah. What's going to happen is I'm going to sell tickets. And the money I get from ticket sales, I'm going to put towards the bottle. And in my head, like, that makes absolutely no sense. Because if you're selling tickets for $30, but we still need admission into the spot, what money's going towards the liquor? I think you're a dummy. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy my ticket on Eventbrite because you're not going to have me out here with the sick face expecting cups of liquor. Well, I know full and well that you didn't uh, plan accordingly. 
So me and my homeboy, we pre-game into the way to the spot. We bought some bourbon, some delicious bourbon that I think I'm going to start fucking with, by the way. That of which I forgot the name of because I bought it hastily. I saw the price tag. I'm like, oh, quality for this price? I need it. So I came through on my sweater. I bought the, bought the bottle. We go to the spot, and it's abundantly clear that bitch is not giving no love out. I'm like, okay. So I'm in there. Um, having absolutely no fun. Not me. I'm just walking around. I saw a few people I know. That was pretty dope. Uh, afterwards, I couldn't drive because uh, black protocol happened. Some of the homies I knew in there that had a section were like, "Yo, Rick, yo, what's good, bro? Yo, you need a little cup? You know what I'm saying? You need a cup or something?" I'm like, "Nah, bro, it's all good. I didn't put in on that." He's like, "Nigga, shut the fuck up, you dumbass nigga. Take this." I'm like, "Oh, I will take this." Now, here's the secret between me and you guys. I absolutely hate Hennessy. I despise Hennessy. Hennessy, matter of fact, I learned what having a phobia is today. Phobia, the definition, hold on, let me give me, give a motherfucking get right. I want to make sure I'm speaking properly. Where the fuck is it at? Where the fuck is it at? Phobia, an extreme or rational fear of or aversion to something right now at first i just thought a phobia is an extreme on irrational fear but that aversion word came to my attention so i was like hmm what does aversion mean aversion is a strong dislike or disconnect or disinclination now i wasn't going to struggle like i struggled last time you motherfuckers fuck out of here disinclination disinclination so i'm like hmm well i have an aversion or a disinclination for a lot of things. I have an aversion for tomatoes. I have a aversion for Team Jordans. Uh, I have a aversion for the stinking of the breath. I have an aversion to peach cobbler. I have a aversion to cornbread. I have a aversion to cake. And now I have an aversion or a phobia of Hennessy. The thing is, though, I was already gone off the bourbon. So at that point in time, everything tastes like fruit punch. So niggas gave me like two motherfucking cups of Hennessy all spread throughout the night. And I'm talking about like full cups, not like cups where it's like you have the cup and they only give you a little bit because they want to show you love. But they want to make sure that they're still good for the night. I'm talking about like powerful cups. It's like, God damn, these niggas is selfless. Drank that thing. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in the game. Then had cup number two. Then I was really out of it. Right. But. The thing about Hennessy that they don't tell you when you're growing up is you don't get drunk. Like, all right, so when you're drinking Jameson or you're drinking Remy, you feel the effects while you're drinking it. So you pretty much climax as far as inebriation is concerned and still have relative control about what's going on when you need to drink water, whatever have you. Hennessy is prolonged as far as the drunkness is concerned. So say, for instance, I'm, I started drinking Hennessy at 12 midnight, right? Like, all right, I'll have another cup, 12.30. I'll have another cup, 1 a.m. I'll have another cup, let's stretch it out to two. Between 12 and 2 o'clock, I'm still not drunk. I'm like, all right, cool, let me chill, let me drink some water. I think there's enough Hennessy in my body to keep me going. 3 o'clock comes, I'm leaving the fucking club. 3.39 happens, I'm drunk as hell with no understanding of what the fuck just happened i'm talking about i did all the preventative measures i'm drinking water in between all of the type of shit right so after a night of not catching no rhythm right watching my man have to fake the funk to catch the rhythm and um my man is pretty much holding me down as far as liquor is concerned 
that was my Friday night. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. So then Saturday hits. Luckily for me, I'm not hungover. I did a victory dance because anytime I'm drinking a large amount of liquor and I'm not hungover, I do a small dance, a dance that none of you guys will see because I don't live with any of you. And when I wake up, you guys aren't there because I'm a man of a of big loneliness. I mean, I'm not just lonely. I'm big lonely. And there's someone or there's a few of you they are like, nigga, you're not that lonely. Or there's some of you that can make an argument that I'm lonely because I want to be. In both cases, please mind your business. I'm doing a show. Anywho, Saturday happens, and um, that's where all the comedy went down. I mean, my aunt is a, a Delta, so she was trying to convince me for the longest time to uh, to really what you call it, to really go to this shit, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go, and then maybe I'll go into you know I'm probably gonna fuck with it because I'll start to get told all the family members that we're going and one thing that i'll say as i'm getting older i'm starting to become like more family oriented before i really didn't give a damn about most of the people in my family but no as i got older i'm like you know what in 30 years the bulk of these niggas really not gonna be here and when you start when you start looking at life like that like when i'm 50 which will be 20 years from now my oldest uncle will be 90 my mom will be in her 70s and all of my uncles will be will be either in their 70s or their 80s and we're all black people and i don't have any like nutrition freaks in my family so my grandfather died when he was 75 my grandmother died when i believe she was like 77 so i got to start fucking really connecting with these people because my my kids won't have the experience of having a big family the way that i did only because niggas start to die off i'm an only child so my mom is one of 11, so I got to have, like, the whole big family experience and have an uncle this and aunt this and uncle this and aunt this and family reunions. I'm meeting everybody's kids. Like, when I get older, it's going to be, like, my cousins and my cousins. <laughs> Word. So, I'm like, all right. With this in mind, I'm like, you know what? Due to the fact that everybody's probably going to be dead within the next 20 years, I really got to start become more of a family man and really starting to get to know these people, right? And even if it's not 20, even if it's 40 years, right? In 40 years, I'll be 70. Everybody will be dead by the time I'm 70. And I mean, that's really happening. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to this luncheon. And the thing about my family is that all these people are creative in their own right. And all of them are slick with the tongue. They have silver tongues, as they would say. So what I wound up doing was I tweeted a few things that was being said to me throughout the night just to make sure I remembered because I didn't want to misquote these people. And I have this shit as a bookmark for me to relay these messages to you. So one of my uncles is a womanizer. I'm not going to say his name because I'm just not going to say his name. So I have a womanizer uncle. Well, God damn it. That doesn't really say much because I have three womanizer uncles. But the youngest of the womanizer uncles, he comes in. He has the shiniest tuxedo. He's wearing his gazelle glasses. He's really old school, right? Like all his ethics, you see all his movements. You see like he was mentally crafted in the 80s, right? And he comes in, he gives me that, like, Reek Man, because Reek Man is my um my family nickname. He was like, I'm trying to find out which chicken here is trying to play hide the salami. We're at a Delta luncheon. All these women are between 50 and 80 years old. There was a few of them that were uh, younger than me. One of which told my aunt that she was attracted to me, but 
I just got to keep it real. If you're chubby, have lackluster breasts, and the flattest of booty, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? We just have to keep it real here. I don't know you as a person. I don't know who you are in a cerebral sense. I don't know how intelligent you are. I have to go based off of my attractiveness at the time. And if you're round in all the wrong places and you have no breast action, you have no butt cheeks, you have no thigh action, and you have the gut action, what the fuck am I supposed to do besides just be polite to you? So that's what I'm doing every time I see her. Anywho, so after my uncle says one of these women are going to play hide the salami in my in his 50s, my uncle goes on to say two things. One, yo, did you know that Facebook has like a little dating profile site? I had no idea this existed. I even went on Facebook and had to look for myself. The second thing is, yo, Rick, man, yo, check this out. I'm boning somebody's daughter in here, bro. Straight up. I'm like, my nigga, what is going on, bro? You're 55. And it was right then and there I recognized my destiny. I'm probably going to be 55 years old. Alone. I'll probably have a child or two, but it's not looking good as far as me being compatible with somebody for the foreseeable future. So I'm like, all right. As far as the person I most connect with, it's that uncle. So after that, um, my mom, I, I just wish all of you guys could meet my mom and just see how we are nothing alike. Like she's like so full of energy and vibrant and has all these one liners and all that type of other shit. And she yells the majority of the time, but like that excitement yell that older black women have. So, um, we're online getting some food and just, we're just reading everything at a distance because, my mother out of the 11 is like one of like three people that didn't have to wear glasses, which is crazy because my grandmother wore glasses. My grandfather wore glasses. My oldest uncle wears glasses. My oldest aunt wears glasses. Like everybody wears glasses besides like her. God damn, I think it's just her. Now I'm just thinking about it. I'm just going through everybody. I got Leon, Aunt Belinda. I don't think Aunt Belinda wore glasses. But Aunt Belinda passed away. Uncle Leon, Aunt Belinda, Uncle Sam, Uncle Mert, Aunt Debbie, Uncle Joey, Uncle Rob, Aunt Pat, Uncle George, my mom, and Aunt Mary. And all these niggas wear glasses besides my mom. And, oh, I'm sorry, Uncle Sam didn't wear glasses. Well, if I guess he did. Aunt Mary wears glasses. God, I think only my mom. I think the only person that doesn't need glasses in that family is my mom. Dope. Anyhow, so my mom, we're reading everything at a distance. And I'm like, yo, mom, you fuck with chicken marsala? And it was like chicken with mushrooms and like this gravy. She says, fuck no. I don't eat no chicken marsala. I don't eat mushrooms. There's fungus among us. She was like, you know, uh, mushrooms is a fungus, right? This fungus among us, baby. <laughs> like she has like this distinct laugh that always gets me. So um, after that, hold on. My my other uncle, I I can't say which uncle is which because I don't want anybody connected to pieces. But my other uncle uh tells us when um his wife, my aunt, well aunt through marriage, uh she gets up to walk away and he was like, you know she's a cheap date, right? She only needs one drink to get going. When we get out of here, I'll make her give me a blowjob on the drive home. Saying this about his wife. That they've been married for like 35 years. This is the type of family that I'm in. 
Afterwards, my womanizer uncle that I spoke to before, he said something. He said, beware of light-skinned women. They don't age well. If you're talking to a light-skinned woman, meet her mama. That's a good way to see what's to come. He went on to say, like, just look at all the light-skinned women, man. They all get chunky. All of them. I have yet to meet a light-skinned woman that maintains her shape. I'm not talking about actresses, Reek, man. I'm talking about real women. Light-skinned women, they age terribly. I'll tell you this one time. There was a woman just 10 years ago. I saw her at a cigar lounge because this nigga fucking loves cigars and shit like that. He was like, yo, I seen her 10 years later looking like Chunky McMonkey. <laughs> That's the family that I have, yo. So afterwards, um, that same uncle went on to give me some salsa advice. <clears throat> there was some salsa playing. I'm like, yo, there's two types of, there's two genres of music that I really want to master as far as being able to dance on the dance floor. And that's salsa and Afro beats. I have no moves for Afro beats and I can't salsa for shit. He's like, Rick, man, check this out. You got to learn how to salsa, man. The chicks will dig you if you can learn how to salsa, man. You'll bone a chick the same night if she sees you got moves on the floor. This is what you got to remember, Rick, man. There's no four. It's one, two, three, then five, seven, eight. If you can show how to salsa, you can do whatever you want to her in record time. I'm like, thanks, man. This is all at the luncheon, by the way. Last but not leastly, my other aunt, she looks at me. And she says, uh, hey, handsome, you're looking smooth today. Should I tell everybody that you ain't shit before it's too late? These are my relatives, everyone. So after that, right, I went on to go to upstate and I went to White Plains. And I know what you're thinking. White Plains isn't upstate. And I'm telling you what I'm thinking when you tell me that. Shut the fuck up. Yes, it is. If you're above the Bronx, you're upstate, and there's just no other way to say it. And while I was there, up helping out my man, I don't want, matter of fact, I'm going to say his name, fuck it. My man, Big Wade, he's had some shit that's going down. He has this, uh, this whole conglomerate called Greatness Never Settles. And when you make someone drive an hour plus to come see you, to help you out, this nigga didn't have no licks for the God. He has spectacular merch. He didn't provide me with no merch. You know what he provided with me? Do you know what he told me to tell you guys on this fucking show? He was like, yo, bro, I have a pork chop. Do you want it? Now, I'm quitting pork when I turn 30. So I'm trying to do what I can as far as like bacon and ribs and shit like that now. And this man that made me drive over yonder, that made me drive five fucking thousand miles, said, I have a pork chop for you. Yo, tell everybody what you think of my pork chop after you eat it. Even while I'm telling you this story, I want to go up to White Plains right now and punch Wade in the face. But I love that guy, and I'm not going to punch him. And my night concluded with me, after fucking going to the corner of the country, I went to this uh, housewarming. And that housewarming was pretty dope. Her name was Brittany. And that's when I recognized that my small talk needs work. I went there, I only knew about like two or three people there. And the rest of the people, everybody's just talking to me or whatever have you or doing whatever. And I'm sitting there looking at these people like, I really have to get it together because I don't want to talk to none of you niggas. But I know there's just something that's personal within me. And I don't know if you guys experience that to where 
you don't want to be the weirdo. Like that's first thing on your mind. Like you don't want to be the person, and and everybody's looking around like, "Yo, what's wrong with him? Is, is he okay? Does he need a drink? Is he, is he a serial killer? What's the matter?" I'm like, "Ah, right, I'm not gonna have nobody do a terrible impression on my voice and ask what's the matter. I'm gonna talk to these people." So I'm speaking, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, and then slowly but surely, I felt like my battery was getting drained because I started running out of shit to say. So I did my usual. I got a cup. I found a corner. And I'm like, "All right." Anybody who says something to me, I can respond back to them because I'm pretty good at that. And then I'll just leave that as it is. And I'm not going to force no conversation. And it worked. After which I fucking shrugged off my shoulders. I felt good. I had a good time at the joint. I drove. I didn't get overly drunk. And that was my weekend. Pretty long, right? Pretty uh, action packed. And it just so happens that we're about at the 30 minute mark. So. With that being said, I don't have any ads. I don't have any shout outs. Um, I'm going to do a little something different for 16.2 because I don't have any current events. I'm going to start speaking about some other shit that I've been wanting to talk to y'all about. I decided to get my weekend out the way. So if you want to give my show a break and listen to something else, I definitely understand. I'll be here when you get back. And peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will see you on 16.2.